0: Hello and welcome to Common People. My name is Ian. My name's Sue. And we are here tonight to talk about films. Aren't yeah, we? We are. You're
1: so very
0: enthusiastic. I'm very enthusiastic.
1: That's
0: good you just feel like, "Hi, yeah, films, hi." Yeah. Um well, yeah, well, we'd, we we just thought, you know, this is our, you know, our first proper podcast as Common People. We were not talking about people being knobs. Um and we were just trying to think of some Relatively light and low maintenance to talk about. And you said, Well, what about films? We both like films. Why don't we just talk about films we like? And, you know, we might find out that there's films that you think are amazing that I haven't seen, and vice versa. And you yeah. could maybe be recommending some fantastic films to the listeners out there. You never know. You never know. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're still in lockdown. And I would say films have played, you know, films and box sets have played quite a big role in lockdown for me. You're the same.
1: Yeah, well, what else can you really do? Like,
0: Watch the news and cry.
1: Yeah. Um, Sleep. Yeah. Um, I've got a habit of watching the same things over and over again, though. Yeah, me too. So I can't say that I've maybe, like, I've not ventured anywhere and watched anything I've not already seen.
0: But do you not find that, especially just now with lockdown, and all mm-hmm. the kind of anxiety that it causes, you know, reading about deaths and hearing about deaths. There's something nice listening to songs that you know and watching films that you know, like ones that you know that you like.
1: Uh-huh. Rather than,
0: I mean, that's the thing. I thought at the start of lockdown that I was going to watch all these TV series that I've not watched yet. You know, like I've got a list. I'm sure you do. My Netflix list has probably got about 300 things on it. Things mm-hmm. I've never seen that people have recommended to me. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to be a good at the house for about three months. I'll be able to watch... All that stuff. And instead, I've found myself going back and just watching my favourite TV things and my favourite films because it's like comfort food, you know, watching something, you know, I mean, we've obviously talked about Lord of the Rings a couple of weeks ago, but you know that watching Lord of the Rings makes you happy. So why take the chance on something that might be crap? You know, watch something you like, watch something that makes you feel good.
1: I saw a tweet just last night actually and it said um, people might be suffering with anxiety, I tend to watch the same TV shows and films over and over again because there's comfort there because they know what's going to happen and they know they enjoyed it the first time and, and I thought, I can relate to that
0: Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, do you know, I'm doing the same with books I'm rereading yeah. a lot of Stephen King books just now um, and it's the same thing, I know what's going to happen in the book, but there's a kind of comfort of knowing, yeah. and I think especially right now where things are Quite unpredictable and things that are happening. You know, it's very hard to. You know, there's an almost a kind of loss of control that people feel just now because of the virus. And there's something kind of nice about reading a book, and you know where the story goes, and watching a film, and you know what the ending's going to be. So I think there's a kind of there's a kind of comfort and predictability.
1: Yeah, totally agree.
0: So in terms, because I mean, like we don't talk about films that much. Like you and I, you and I talk about TV programs quite a lot, but. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, we were talking about this before we started recording and I was thinking like you, you and I don't really talk about films all that much which is weird because you do like films
1: yeah I'm pretty into my films um... and I'm
0: very much into my films and it's just something that we've never talked about
1: well to be fair we've talked about Lord of the Rings
0: I know but that's different
1: yeah. Lord of
0: the Rings isn't a film Lord of the Rings is a way of life <laughs> if anyone's listening out there there's a Facebook page that we both joined is it called Middle Earth? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you and I, a couple of weeks ago, thought we were quite big fans of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And then you added me to this Facebook page, Middle Earth, and we discovered that you and I are not big fans of Lord of the Rings. We're Um, not serious fans of Lord of the Rings.
1: This is crazy, like, crazy shit on this page.
0: It's, Um, yeah.
1: I mean, you even wrote, like, a jokey comment, like, directed at me. They they didn't actually realise you were talking about me because uh-huh. you are talking about something totally unrelated, and the replies to it were just so sincere. And- well,
0: I you'd said something. You'd put a post up about how you'd forced your boyfriend to watch. I mean, we talked about this on here, actually. Like you'd, you'd made Joe watch Lord of the Rings, and you were chuffed because he was now a fan. And then I, about, I, I left. I didn't want to do it immediately, so I waited an hour, and then I wrote something about, as a joke about how I wanted to have a Lord of the Rings themed wedding, but I didn't think my partner would be up for it, and, and mm-hmm. like that was a joke. um And underneath that, I got all these really heartfelt messages from people who'd <laughs> had beautiful set. They, 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 people put pictures up of their Lord of the Rings weddings, <laughs> and they were saying like, you know, maybe if you just start them watching, like, you know, some of the like let them watch the trailers and then watch the original versions, then they can watch the theatrical versions and then, you know, have subtle hints of Lord of the Rings and your wedding and all this, and it was like, I, I felt bad because I just, I had only done it as a joke to, you know, be annoying to you and then end like up like the yeah. guy that it. <laughs> the guy that said to you, like, you know if your boyfriend doesn't get into Lord of the Rings you can always come to Texas and live with me <laughs> <laughs> it's like we talked about at the start of like this podcast run when we talked about football and you said how like women online get men kind of being slightly sexy perverts and like you put this innocent thing about your i mean you're you named the fact that you have a boyfriend and you've been watching lord of the rings with him and then some guy thinks it's all right in public to say hey why don't you move to texas and come and live with me (laughs) yeah we yeah. can have Lord of the Rings sex or something. Or <laughs> I'll show you my ring. Uh, <laughs> in a Texas accent, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, yeah, I would recommend if anyone kind of likes Lord of the Rings but wants to see what people who really like Lord of the Rings are like, join the Middle Earth group on Facebook and mm-hmm. you will learn a whole new level of kind of geekery and fandom. I mean, the people on it are really nice but they're just so earnest and serious about Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. in a way that you and I are not capable of being.
1: It's creepy. It is
0: a bit, it's a bit creepy. It's <laughs> not being an it.
1: it's creepy.
0: It's funny, because you very regularly will send me screenshots of things that people have said on that page, yeah. <laughs> which is brilliant. It's... So it's been a source of entertainment for us over the last two weeks, as being yeah. on that middle. I'm surprised. Because well, like, we, we've not been horrible on it. No. We've only ever been civilised and kind of, like, entered into the spirit of it. But, yeah, it is a bit is a bit terrifying. So, other than... I mean, obviously, we've, we've established with listeners that we like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, what other films? I mean, like, give me some examples of films that you like. Like, what are your favourite films? Have you thought about... I mean, this is... We've, we've not really planned this out, so it's not like you've got a list of ten films in front of you. But yeah. give me some of your favourite films, and we can talk about them.
1: Just off the top of my head. Um... If you've
0: got them up there, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Little Miss Sunshine... Pulp fiction, um, and *Glorious Bastards*. I'm quite a big Tarantino fan. Clearly. Yeah. Um, I, depending what mood I'm in, uh, I can be quite partial to a bit of a kind of soppy, kind of tearjerker type right. movie. Um it, it really does depend. Um, i trying to think. I quite like the kind of um, spoof films um, like *Shaun of the Dead* and um, *Hot Fuzz* and stuff like that. Um, right. But films, favourite films I would say A Time to Kill, Pulp Fiction um, Little Miss Sunshine there yeah.
0: and you to- you said to me, because we-, we talked about this very briefly, you said The Big Lebowski as well
1: yeah, just yeah. helping
0: you out that was another one you'd mentioned to me yeah
1: um, I, I I struggle when somebody asks me what my favourite film is because I don't actually think I've got no. one. It's um, a
0: horrible. F- I mean, it's like when somebody says, "What's your favourite song?" Like, it, yeah. you feel this horrid pressure. You are like, "But there is so many that I like, I can't pick one favourite song." Like, and it's like you say, it depends on your mood.
1: Yeah, I, I love One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. I read it mm-hmm. in English at school as well, um, and I just think Jack Nicholson's brilliant in it. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite a it's a sad film. It's funny. Um, you kind of get all the emotions in it. Um so yeah, um I like loads of different films.
0: Um So why? I mean, Little Miss Sunshine. I <laughs> bet there's not many people would pick that as one of their favorite films. It's
1: brilliant. It's, it's a great No, it's a
0: very funny. It's it's quite a, I mean it's a poignant film. Yeah. And yet it's an incredibly happy and funny film at the same time.
1: Yeah. Um I just think I think every character in it mm. just they, they're all brilliant. Uh, from the grandpa. Yes. The he's god. amazing. He's so crude. He's vile. Um, he's he's a misogynist, but you can't help but just hmm. love him. And then you've got like Steve Carell, who plays the depressed, yeah. suicidal uncle. Um, he's brilliant in it as well. That, do you know
0: last I think that's the first time I'd seen Steve Carell and thought, do you know what? You're actually a really good actor, as yeah. well as being very funny. I mean, he's, he is funny in it. Uh-huh. But it was the first time that I think I'd seen him in something and I realised that he actually had decent acting chops. That he wasn't yeah. just... I mean, he's incredibly funny in The Office and
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. pretty much all the comedy films that he does, he's a very funny man. Yeah. And he seems like a really nice guy as well. But he's very good. You know, he's really good in that. Well, is, that... Greg, is Greg Kinnear not the, kind of, the gay uncle? Have I misremembered that?
1: No, Steve Carell's the kind of he's the gay uncle.
0: So what's Greg Kinnear then? Is he like the dad? Is he like the main dad?
1: Yeah, yeah. So is it
0: Greg Kinnear and Tony Collette or the couple? Yes. Yeah, it's been on. White I have not seen it for years, but it's—I mean—it's a film I really like, but I haven't watched it for a while.
1: It's brilliant. I've seen it loads of times. Um, But you've got Steve Carell, who like the film starts off, and it's clear that he's in a kind of not a mental institute, but he's in a hospital, and his sister's Mm. going to pick him up because he's tried to kill himself, and he has to move in with us dysfunctional family um, the dad is a total dick Like yes. he's always talking about winning and um, talking about the same to his wee girl um, who obviously enters the little Miss Sunshine yeah. uh, beauty pageant um, and he's saying to her like, you can't eat ice cream like it'll make you fat, Like he's a total dick this wee mm-hmm. girl's like 10 but it's just such a watch it if you've not seen it it's yeah. really, it really is good
0: it's one I keep meaning to you I have it, I own it and I just it's been a long time since I watched it, and it's a it's a it's when you when you read the the synopsis of the film, it sounds like it might be a bit bleak and depressing, but it's not. It's very uplifting.
1: It's very uplifting, and the the final scene is yeah. one, the best scene. Yes. I won't spoil. No, it. No, no, no. I know what you're
0: talking about. It's it's it's, it's really brilliant. lovely. Yeah, it's,
1: it's brilliant. Um, and you see how the the characters change from the the start of the film to the end especially mm-hmm. the dad, but I won't say any more. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. brilliant. And what
0: about, and what about? I mean, you, you clearly have a bit of a Tarantino thing going on. What's, yeah. what's the story there? Why do you think you're such a fan of Tarantino?
1: I just think, um, obviously, his films tend to be extremely violent and mm. I wouldn't actually say I'm one for, I, I don't really like, um, I'm going to say, oh yeah, I love Tarantino, but I hate violence. That's a total contradiction, but um, see films like, um, like Green Street. Yeah, that's or, exactly
0: what I was about to say. Like, things yeah. like that. Um, real, kind of real violence.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't like
0: that. Like gritty, yeah. like proper
1: mm-hmm. stuff
0: you could actually see in real life. Yeah. Like, Whereas know it's kind of like hyper real, you know, like Kill, yeah. kill Bill. The, the, the fighting in that is just, it's so over the top that uh-huh. it almost doesn't feel violent. It feels like you're almost watching like ballet with blood. It's Yeah. Yeah, yeah I
1: agree. Like, so... Um, I, I'm not into violence as such, but I think the violence in Tarantino's films, as you said, is a different kind of violence. If that yeah. makes sense, like, um, like you think some of the scenes that are, like in Pulp Fiction, for example, they're just <laughs> they are extremely violent, but yeah. there's always a kind of um, like a humorous undertone to it. Like the the scene when you've got a uh, Bruce Willis and I for the life of me I can't remember the the name of the the man who plays Marcel Wallace <laughs> when um, there's situation yeah. in, a, in a shop where the, the, there's, a, there's a gimp there there's, mm-hmm. there's two men who are clearly weirdos, um, it's such a horrible situation if you were just to read it on paper, but it's it's hysterical
0: Yeah, and there's the bit when John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson have got that in the back, the back of their car, and they go <laughs> over a speed bump and they, they shoot his head off Like that is really gory, but it's funny i mean it's so unexpected when it happens but it's hilarious
1: i know he's like oh my god i shot marvin in the face <laughs> like it's just like like they're, they're they're pissed off because it's causing them grief yeah. because they're going to go and have to get their car cleaned yes it's just it's i think it's just brilliant it's a brilliant film pulp fiction um
0: so do you like all of tarantino's films
1: I don't think I've seen all of them, actually. I need to make a point of getting through them all. Um, I've not seen The the Hateful Eight, one of the kind of newer ones. Um, yeah, it's,
0: it's not that good. I've
1: not seen that. Um,
0: Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
1: Is that the new one with Margot Robbie? And, yeah, right?
0: yeah.
1: I've not, actually, no.
0: It's really good, apart from... I, I went to see it with my friend at the cinema, and we both came out, and we were both... <sighs> we came out of it, and our attitude was very much quite like that, but what was the point of it? You know, it, it felt like it. It was. It's. It's a rewriting of history because uh-huh. it's based on real things that happened. Margot Robbie plays Shannon Tate. Yep. Shannon Tate, who was um, murdered by the Mansons, yep. back in the sixties. Yep. Uh, she was Roman Polanski's wife, and it. You know, it's set around that time. So Brad Pitt ends up at the Manson camp, and it's quite creepy. And you see the night when the Mansons decide they're going to kill somebody in this Hollywood street that Shannon Tate lives on. And it's just, I don't know. I, again, I, I wouldn't want to spoil it for you because you've not seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the violence in that, there's a bit at the end when there's a kind of big fight scene at the end, a kind of sort of murder fight scene. And some of the violence in that was, I saw it at the cinema and there were people laughing, but kind of laughing out of shock mm-hmm. and just disbelief at how violent it's some Because the, the, the film is not actually that violent until the last 15 minutes. There's just... Some really quite visceral, horrific violence.
1: Right, but
0: yeah. it's an interesting film. I mean, it's long as Tarantino films tend to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it's it's beautifully shot and it's well written. I just remember thinking, oh, I don't really know what the point of that film was, and I've never seen it again. Um, I've never watched it at home. I know it's on it's on Sky Movies just now. Um, I might give it a watch. So you've made me think I should probably go back and watch some stuff. I've not oh, apart from that, know. I've not seen Pulp Fiction or anything like that for a while.
1: What you need to watch is *Inglorious Bastards*.
0: Oh, that's right. I did say I've not seen that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll watch um, *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*, and you watch *Inglorious Bastards*. That's another one of it. That's in my top ten films, I would say. Right. But, um, Brad Pitt's brilliant in it. He's he's brilliant. Um, obviously, the the theme of *Inglorious Bastards* is obviously it's set in the the Second World War. Mm. Um, you've got um, Nazis going around doing horrendous. Um, Crimes, um, but there's just uh, again the 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 humorous, kind can at they dry black humour that Tarantino tends to have in these films. It's 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 just brilliant. Um, I don't want to give too much away. No. Um, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, Brad Pitt plays this. Um, well I think the name of his kind of group. Um, he's an American and he uh, he plays uh, as he is an American, but. Um. Obviously, it's a it's a lot. Um. The truth twisted quite a bit <laughs> in the film. Yeah. Sure that way, um. The Second World War did not um end the way it does in the film, um. But he and uh, a group of other guys are like they they call themselves the Inglorious the Bastards, and they are their their main goal in life is to kill Nazis. <laughs> right. So um, it, it's it's really really good. Um, it's definitely worth a watch if you've
0: not. I will make an effort to watch that. Yeah sometime soon because i do own a copy of it i've got it somewhere in blu-ray yeah i will sit down and watch that
1: yeah be sure. It's, it's really good so what's your thoughts on like you get the kind of like really cheesy hollywood films like um with like the shawshank redemption like it is it is a great film there's no mm. denying that but um, is it too cheesy? Too much of a happy ending? I
0: don't know. I mean, the thing about the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile is another one. Uh-huh. Like people always put them as their favourite film, and I I don't think either of those films is that good, really.
1: No, the the, the I mean overrated. I, I've watched them. Um, they're on the telly all the time. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I've watched them. Um, I probably only watched them like from start to finish, maybe like once or twice. Um, I've seen bits and bobs of them hundreds of times. Um, over the years when they've just been on on the telly. Um, but there's neither of them are in my top ten. No. Um, of films. Um, do I just have a wee thought as well? When you ask me what kind of films are like, if you can include musicals in that, I'm quite partial to a wee musical. And, a, right. and a wee Disney film, I know. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: So you, like hard. you're not very yeah. It's difficult. You're like. Normally, when you ask someone a favorite film, they come up with like one or two. You're being greedy. You're basically want to say I like all films apart from I, the Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile.
1: Yeah, like I can go from watching Pulp Fiction to Frozen in the same day.
0: Nice. Well, you see, the weird thing, just I don't want to talk about the Shawshank Redemption or Green Mile because they're not neither of them them are my favorite films at all. Mm-hmm. I should like them though because I've told you, you know, you know me pretty well, and I'm quite obsessed with Stephen King. In fact, we mentioned them earlier on. Stephen uh-huh. King, they're both based on Stephen King novels. George St. Redemption and Green Mile. Uh-huh. Um, and you'd think I'd be like a massive fan of both, but really not.
1: Do you, have you seen the film um, Seven? Yes. That's, a good, Just, I was that's thinking, a good film. I was thinking about Morgan Freeman there and I was thinking mm. of films that he's been in um, that I like. That's a good film. Seven's yeah.
0: very good. The bit at the end with the box is yeah, quite, it, again, but I wouldn't spoil it in case anyone. Because that's the thing, when you talk about films, sometimes you forget that people. Haven't necessarily seen all the films that you've seen, yeah, uh-huh. and you start talking about all these what to you are maybe quite important iconic moments. Then you realise, yeah. oh, I'm spoiling that film. But Seven is a very good film. Brad it, Pitt is really good at yeah. that too. It's, it,
1: it ends. Um, yeah, I want to say perfectly because it doesn't really. But, the but it's that, a good
0: ending. It yeah, is a good ending.
1: Yeah, it, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it be controversial or not, Kevin Spacey is also very good in it.
0: Unfortunately, and it's a shame that you know, what's happened with Kevin Spacey has made people now maybe reappraise his acting work because, I mean, the things that he has been accused of are absolutely abhorrent and there is no defending many of the things that he's been accused of and that he's, that he's alleged to have done. But he, he was very good in serving and he was very good in another film called L.A. Confidential. Not long after that, have you seen yeah. that? That's a great film. No, it's, um, I've
1: heard of it, I've never seen it, though.
0: It's a really good film. Uh, of... Russell Crowe is very good in that.
1: Well, when I mentioned one of my favourite films, A Time to Kill, Kevin Spacey's mm-hmm. the... Oh, so he I saw He's one of the lawyers in it, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, There's quite a few films that um, are in my What about... In. What about
0: scary films? <laughs> I imagine you don't like scary films.
1: Not a big fan of them. Ian. Um, no, just, I don't think you would be. Um, I don't know if you would call this a horror film. See, see, horror. I I feel there's a difference between scary films and horror films. So mm. if it's a horror film like Night of the Living Dead, like any like, mm. um, Salem's Law, like you that old classic, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, I can watch them and be okay. Uh, yeah. because they're far-fetched and I know that well, I'm hoping that zombies won't start walking up the street towards me
0: etc. Um... Well, given the way 2020's gone, <laughs> true, it's not, true. not the question.
1: True. Well, I've seen enough zombie films that I'll be prepared for it. But anyway, um, the scary films to me are things that can happen in real life. For example um Cape fear with robert de niro um, yeah. i cannot watch that film i've watched it once all the way through um i had nightmare I've, I, I, if i think about it too much i'll have a nightmare there's one scene in the film uh, have you seen it i take it yeah
0: yes i have seen
1: that it. it is a good film but it's just ah. that robert de niro's brilliant in it but he's very scary um, he there's a scene in that film where the family and the man that he's terrorizing um but they're moving away to get away from him. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. think they're getting away, and he's strapped himself under the car. That's and right. that scene just creeps me out every time. I was having nightmares that he would strapped himself under my bed. <laughs> and am genuinely not even exaggerating that. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I was having nightmares and waking up sweating. That film really f- f- fucked me up. Just because, yeah. like, that could happen. You get crazy psychotic people out there that could yeah. do shit like that, like, that's what, it, like, in psycho psycho, even though there's no you can't really see any violence in it as such, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think they actually used something like like ketchup to, because to, it was in black and white, they, they used ketchup just for this kind of thick sauce mm-hmm. to put in the shower to make it yeah, look yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, like that's changed how I have a shower forever
0: um, See, I I think you're very you're obviously the same with your violence. Like you know, you said you don't like violence if it's real. Then, you know, like football thug violence. Yeah. And horror if it's like a like like a murderer or a serial killer or something that could happen. Mm-hmm. I'm probably I mean I really like horror films, but mm-hmm. I definitely prefer a film if it's got like a supernatural element to it, like yeah. a zombie or a vampire or a ghost or some kind of demonic thing. Yeah. I'm the because favorite. there doesn't seem to be. You know, you can watch that and be like, Yeah, but that's not actually gonna happen. Yeah. You know, there's not gonna be a zombie apocalypse. The vampires are not gonna move into my street. Mm-hmm. Um, someone is not gonna end up being an exorcist. Yeah. Not probably. I mean that maybe that's a bit more believable, but <laughs> um yeah, I i I mean I love horror films. Some of my favourite films are horror films for sure. Um
1: There was a film I seen and um, the name has escaped me. Um you'll know it if I describe it to you. It's about um this policeman goes to an island because a child has went missing and he arrives on the island and it's like, people are, the people are just weird. Um,
0: oh, um, Wicker Man?
1: Yeah that, that, yeah, that really scared me.
0: The original one or the remake with Nicolas Cage?
1: The original.
0: Oh, the, have you seen the Nicolas Cage version? I've not, no. Oh, don't. It's absolute shit. It's terrible. The orig- that is a very creepy film, though. The Wicker Man, the first, the original version.
1: Yeah, like just like the stuff that that I know there's a possibility could happen. Yeah. Um, like even though, like you might say, Silence of the Lambs, for example, is quite far fetched, but is it really? It
0: could. No, no, no. There's like examples of serial killers who behave similarly to, yeah. you know,
1: um, Buffalo
0: Bill and Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I watched. I watched a horror film uh, about two or three weeks ago called Midsummer.
1: Right. You heard of that? No, I've not actually
0: it's um it's quite a new film, and it's about these students who get invited to this kind of pagan festival in Sweden <laughs> and just really messed up stuff happens at this pagan festival it's it's actually a wee bit wicker man-ish. Right, I absolutely loved it I really liked it um but it's got a kind of weird otherworldliness to it that I think you can detach from it slightly because it's it's a bonkers film. I mean, it's about two and a half hours long, um, but it looks like it's shot in this beautiful countryside in Sweden and the music is very unsettling and the acting is, like the the lead actress in it, Florence Pugh, is, she's so good. She's really, really good. She was in Little Women and she's a really good actress.
1: Um, I would heartily recommend that. Oh, definitely. um maybe not watch. It's on Amazon in
0: prime.
1: Um, we'll see. Um, I
0: just you're
1: not gonna watch it. I I just <laughs> I'm not into like really creepy things. Like yeah. um, just when you mentioned the music, um, like even films like Psycho, like when it's when the lady's driving yeah. in the rain and the music's going, like nothing's even happening. It's just I wouldn't, I know. um driving, but you're getting worked up because of the music. I know. Um, it's the same with like films like Jaws like yeah. i was like scarred when i was a wee girl my brother made me watch that when i was um younger um and i scared anything i went in the water and i've still got a kind of complex about being in water open water in case a shark eats me um even in countries where sharks won't be there um but now that i've watched it when i've been older the music still kind of winds me up a bit I know. um but this Shark is so fake in it. Like, it's, I know. it's not. But really- do
0: you know the thing about Jaws? It's <laughs> like I mean, I, I, Jaws is one of my favorite films. <laughs> I love Jaws, <laughs> and it's not really the film is not about the shark so much. That when you're an adult, you appreciate that it's about the the men. Yeah. You know the relationship between those three men on the boat and the the, the police chief and his wife, and it's much more than just the shark. <laughs> and it's like there's so much actually in Jaws that you could take from what's going on right now in the world. You know, you get this mayor who is desperate to reopen the beaches despite the fact that there's there's this massive killer shark destroying people. And he's like, no, 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 nothing to see here. The beaches will be open on the 4th of July. We need to get the economy going. We can't do without that. It's very much the way Boris is acting about coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I mean, Boris is basically that mayor in Jaws.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But the music in Jaws, I mean, I remember as a kid, I remember going to Millport for the day and jumping in the water, and as soon as I put my head underwater, I just started hearing do do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you can't help it. It's
1: um, iconic.
0: It is iconic, and it's very, very effective. And it's just two notes, It's do 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 It's just these two notes. It's when it's it just, goes a
1: bit high and it goes. <laughs> I, know,
0: I know. I'm like no. That's a that's a great film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's I, I don't like Ben Affleck because I mean. I, we're not going to talk about Star Wars because I know you don't give a shit about Star Wars and you've not really seen much of Star Wars. I've not um, seen any of it. See, I would say, I mean, Star Wars is my favourite thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, I don't really think of that as a film. Star Wars is much more than that to me because it's just like, it's a whole, it's almost like, it's like the, the weird Lord of the leaf. Rings weirdos. It is a, well, not, I, I don't go around like living like a Jedi or anything like that. <laughs> I, I'm not weird. But I do, I mean, I do, Star Wars, I mean, I think for me, Star Wars, and this is something you'll not understand because you're a bit younger than me, but I grew up when Star Wars came out and like all the toys that came out were Star Wars toys when I was in primary school. Mm -hmm. And all my friends, we all collected the figures and the ships and every playtime, that's what you played in the playground. I mean, you went to someone's house, you played with the Star Wars toys and it was such a massive part of our lives growing up. (laughs) <laughs> that it's difficult not to just feel like, like even like the new star wars films the music things like that it just takes you back to a time when you were younger um so star wars is a difficult one i wouldn't really describe that as my favorite film so much as just my favorite thing right my fa- my favorite film is a vampire film called the lost boys yep you seen that
1: i've seen that many years ago right many years that ago. That is my, my favourite. I'm, I'm looking at my, my wee um, DVDs that I've still got right. sitting in my room all my, my nice. old ones um, and The Lost Boys as one of them so I could I could maybe go back and re-watch it. The Lost Boys I is my favourite. It's,
0: it's it. my favourite film. I watch it every year yeah. usually more than once. Um, it's just quirky and weird and it's films of that time like the kind of mid-80s is when I was I mean I was like a wee boy at that time and there was things like The Goonies mm-hmm. and Lost Boys yeah. and Stand By Me. And they they really don't make films like that anymore. Mm-hmm. It was just such a weird, odd film. And it's kind of... The Lost Boys is quite a creepy film. But yet, it's incredibly funny. And growing up as a child, it was quite... Because I was a bit obsessed with vampires. Um, the wee boys in it are kind of like vampire hunters. And I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And anyone that's not seen Lost Boys should do themselves a favour and watch it right now. Because it's a brilliant film.
1: I'm going to go back and, and re-watch it. Um yeah. it's been, I, I I know what what happens and stuff but it's been that long I need to go and, and refresh my my memory. Um is there any films that like make you like break your heart? Like is there any that really have got you upset?
0: <sighs> um I'm like I don't know. I mean like as a as a child animals dying in films always got me. Yeah. More than anything. I don't know if that says something to me, like that may be a bit psychopathic, That like if a human being dies in a film, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to see The Lion King at the cinema, and oh. I, was about, I was about 17 or 18 when that film came out. Mm-hmm. And when Simba's dad dies at the start, I cried for ages at that in the film, you know, in the cinema. I went, um, I went to
1: see the remake last year and I cried.
0: At the same bit? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, he, I, I, I saw coming. yeah. Yeah, you know what's coming. You know he's. You know he's. There's a stampede. He's gonna die. He's gonna yeah. like. It's gonna be sad, and it's still sad. Um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there was a film that I saw growing up called The Never Ending Story.
1: Never ending story. That's the one. Worry.
0: And there's a bit in that where the the guy the the hero's horse drowns in a swamp. And that always used to make me cry because it was so heartbreakingly shot. I just found it. I hate horses as well, but it like it really upset me watching this white <laughs> horse drowning in this big swamp. I absolutely hated oh, it. It was God. so sad. But I tend to find that what make the things that make me cry in films because I do. I like it's weird. Like my my partner Julie very often says that I'm a bit of a robot because I don't generally cry. I don't. I don't really get that emotional. I'm quite chill about <laughs> things and but, like, I'll watch certain TV programmes and certain films and it tends to be more kind of, like, emotional things. Not necessarily sad, but just happy. like, really happy moments yeah. or just really emotional moments will yeah. make me tear up. Um
1: I'm like that. I'm more likely to get emotional when something really happy is happening.
0: I mean, honestly, again, you'll not appreciate this because you've not seen, you don't know much about Star Wars, but, like, there's been, you know, there's, there's three new Star Wars films came out in the last uh, five years. Mm-hmm. And the first one, when it came out in 2015, um, the first time that Princess Leia, who is now an old lady, I mean, she's dead now. Carrie Fisher passed away a few years ago, but in this film, you know, Princess Leia appears midway through the film, and her music, you're know, like, because like John Williams, the guy that did the Jaws music, also does all the Star Wars music. And all the char- a lot of the main characters have themes. And the first time she appears on screen and the Princess Leia music plays... Every single time I watch that film, that bit, it's, she literally just walks off a spaceship and Han Solo sees her for the first time in, like, 30 years, and it, it makes me cry every single time I watch it. More so now because she's dead in real life. Yep. I find it even more poignant because Carrie Fisher passed away yeah. you know, a few years ago. Um, and my partner will say to me, like, why does that make you cry? You know? Yeah, you, you, you didn't cry when like your grand died, but you cry when Princess Leia appears it's on the, the telly screen. It's know. just
1: a moment that obviously gets to you. Um, it does. There's certain things like that with me, like certain like music and stuff that can maybe set me off. Um yeah. Well,
0: I have, I have on my Spotify, I have a playlist that's called Tingly Film Music. What's wrong with that? It's
1: tingly. <laughs>
0: No, I mean like it's music that I listen to that makes my spine tingle and makes my hair stand in it, and it makes me want to cry. It sounds pervy. Yeah, tingly, oh, tingly. Right. Well, it's not that kind of tingly. I mean, like it makes the hair stand in the back of my neck. Right. <laughs> it's not like music that arouses me. <laughs> like no. Yeah, oh. it's the theme to Jaws 4, like that guy was listening to that I talked about a <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh
1: dear. But no,
0: I have I've got this playlist of, and it's like a mix of like film and T V music Let's that makes on. me like not no, no there's nothing <laughs> like that. But it's like music that I listen to and it makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up and it makes me want to kinda get emotional. Oh,
1: is, this um, music
0: the, this is the music in there?
1: Is the what? The shire
0: music. Uh no, because that's happy. That's not that's not the same. I don't think there's any, there's there's no Lord of the Rings music in that. There are bits in the Lord of the Rings soundtrack that do make me uh, tear up. Mm -hmm. But there's not, like, a full song. So it's not there. The bit that gets me, and I, I hate how we keep coming back to Lord of the Rings. The bit, there's a musical bit that gets me when they're climbing up, it's in the third, it's in Return of the King, and they're climbing up the side of Mount Doom. And it's the bit when, like, all seems lost, and then... There's this kind of flute music kicks in,
1: yeah,
0: and then Sam says, "You know, like, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you." That bit always makes me really emotional. <laughs> just the music, just there's like kind of wee flute solo, and he looks about, and it's even seems like really bad, and then he like picks through up. Yeah. That wee flute bit always gets me. It always makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I
1: know what you mean.
0: I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. I mean, I f- I feel bad that films and TV do emotionally move me in a way that stuff in real life doesn't necessarily move me. And it's, I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but no, and maybe it's just because I I like films so much and I like TV. I, there's certain TV series that I've invested a lot of emotions in and I do get quite emotional thinking about certain things. Well,
1: there's certain moments in TV series that have ruined me. Ruined me. Right. Um, ruined you. Yeah, well. I've invested that much emotion into characters and stuff like that. Yeah. Then one of them gets killed off and I'm, I'm done. mm Mm. No,
0: I agree. I agree. Um, I think that's why a lot of people give up on Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones, like main characters, just die in that every season. Yeah. Um. You know, you, you fall in love with a character and then, you know, by the end of the series, they're dead.
1: Well, I think that's what happened to me. I, I literally properly invested myself into season one and then I was absolutely buzzing that Sean Bean was in it because he was yeah, boring yeah, yeah. you. Um, yeah. And I, you're like, well, at
0: least he's not—he's the main character in this. They're not going to kill him off in this. Like in Lord of the Rings, yeah, And, and you gets to like, the second last episode, and you're like, oh, all right, okay.
1: I know. I'm like, yeah, I love Ned Stark, and then I'm like, oh, right, okay, um, he's gone. Um, sorry for any spoilers for people that haven't. Um, <laughs> I mean,
0: that is about ten years ago.
1: Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I think everyone, I think everyone knows that Sean Bean tends to die in films anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, there's um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a film that's really really got to me um, I mean I've watched all your usual cheesy stuff, like all the kind of stuff you would ex- like, not to kind of stereotype my own gender but I've watched all the films that girls tend to watch <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but The when, Notebook Not a big, I don't mind it, like, but I don't pe- people were going crazy for no, The Notebook, it's not that good it's not it's, not that, that good. But it is, it's sad and it's mm. a nice story and I really like Ryan Gosling um, but yeah, I thought it was overrated. Um, one film that really got to me was My Sister's Keeper. Um, right, that really upset me. Um, I think have you seen it?
0: Is that Natalie Portman?
1: No, it's and... Cameron Diaz. She,
0: oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm she plays the, the She yeah. plays
1: the mum, and I think she not a massive fan of Cameron Diaz. Um, don't mind her, but um, in that film, I think she she's really, really good, and she plays the role of a mom. Um, whose daughter is diagnosed with with cancer at a young age, and I think the role she plays in that, um, it's just spot on about how any mum, um, would behave in that situation, um, like how desperate they would be and how they'd be willing to do anything, uh, to, right. to save them. That I think that hit home with me, um, quite a bit. And I haven't even got children. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. just, um, yeah, that that really upset me, um.
0: The film, there was a film, and I wouldn't know. I would not class this as one of my favourite films, but again, I know it's a parent moment. Um, have you seen the film? Is it The Impossible? Is that what it's called? Mm. The one about the tsunami with Ewan McGregor and Naomi Watts. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it called The Impossible? Is um, what it's called? Is it called
1: that?
0: It's based. It's based on the actual tsunami that happened in Boxing Day, uh-huh. you know, like about ten years ago. Yeah. And. Tom Holland, the guy that plays Spider-Man, actually plays Ewan McGregor's son mm-hmm. in it. Um and they get separated by the tsunami. And there's a bit at the end when they're kind of reunited over the phone, and Ewan McGregor is he just gives us heartbreaking performance when he finally manages to get a hold of his son on the phone and he like he's crying on the phone. And as a dad, that really got to me.
1: Yeah. That's a
0: film that I found very I mean, it's a hard watch because it's quite graphic you know, you see the tsunami happening and his it, it, wife is played by Nomi Watts. She ends up, like, her leg gets impaled in a bit of wood and right. it's really quite, it's quite graphic.
1: Yeah. It's a
0: very, very powerful film. Um, mm-hmm. I thankfully saw it at home. It would have been a hard watch in the cinema because the tsunami bit goes on for quite a bit and um, it's quite immersive, but that's a very powerful film. That really did quite, I found that quite, I mean, it's, it, it, it ends happily. But Uh it is a very, very emotional film to watch.
1: I went to see Uh Marley and Me in the cinema. Oh, God. (laughs) Worst decision ever.
0: Oh, no, no, Worst
1: decision.
0: I've seen it, but no. I've watched it once. I would never watch it again. (laughs) I don't even know why I watched it because I knew it was going to happen. I I knew the dog was... You know,
1: I've seen it twice. I've seen it once in the cinema and then I've seen it... It was on, like, Netflix or something like on Amazon Prime and me and my my boyfriend were just looking for something to watch and I think he was like, oh, have you seen that? And (laughs) kind of like... Yeah, yeah, I have done. He's like, oh, we could watch that because he loves dogs. He, oh no, he loves. So he's got a dog himself, and his dog is like his best friend. And um, I put this on, and I sat and watched the full thing, knowing like oh, how it was going to end. And that is the one time I've seen Joe upset at a film, as you said. Like you can be quite robotic Animals. and stuff. Like Joe, yeah. Joe will say things like, "Oh, that was really sad," but he won't cry. He's not a yeah. crier. But that was the one film that,
0: that broke him. So, if you you should carry that around with you, like download it on your phone. Anytime you want an emotional reaction, I'll just slip on the end of Marley and me. Yeah.
1: When,
0: when I Agra say Falls. it broke
1: him, I don't mean he was like
0: sobbing. <laughs> you make, when you say it broke him, you make it sound like he's never been the same since. <laughs> like, he's now been, he's been, he's never he's been sectioned. Him. He's never recovered from watching but Marley and me. When I,
1: when I say it broke him, I mean it broke the seal where, like, yeah. in a way, it I'm, thawed him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a tear that, I mean, he'll say there was maybe, not any tears, but there was that, it definitely, a, I feel like maybe two or three tears that came down. Um yeah. But yeah, um, I don't, I've not watched a sad film in a long time. I try and avoid them no, because I don't, no, I don't
0: know.
1: I feel like if I watch a sad film, it'll make me upset for a while. Hmm. Um, It kind of lingers on me, like the, the feelings I get from films.
0: Well, I think right now people need kind of positive films. They need happy films and funny films. Yeah. So I think Little Miss Sunshine's a good one. Another one I like, and it's again, it's a bit girly of me, but I, Mean Girls is one of my favourite films.
1: Brilliant film.
0: I love Mean Girls. Really? I love Tina Fey that writes it and yeah. she plays a teacher in it as well. I, I love Dirty Rock. Um, I love the Kimmy Schmidt programme that she writes on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Tina Fey's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched Mean Girls for a few years actually, and I think I'm maybe due a rewatch quite soon.
1: Me and Joe, um, we. It wasn't on Amazon Prime actually, but you could like buy it for like three ninety yeah, nine yeah, or yeah. something. And I thought, fuck, it, I'm buying it so we can watch it anytime we want on on the telly. Um, but I think we watched that movie about a year ago. I've seen it loads of times. I remember watching it when I was younger. I loved it. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a good film. It's a good film.
0: It's a great film. It's very funny, and it's a reminder of like what Lindsay Lohan could have been if she hadn't been a bit of a mess.
1: True, true.
0: Because she was really good in that film. And then not long after that, she just kind of went a bit downhill.
1: Yeah. I think, see if you can quote loads of things from a film, Mm -hmm. like the one film, I think that, you know, it's going to be a half decent film if people are quoting it years later. Yeah. Um, And I like
0: it. If you get like a film like Mean Girls, there's like weird, you can always tell someone that likes Mean Girls or a film like that, because you can shout like "You go, Glenn Coco" or something like that. <laughs> yeah. They know you're quoting Mean Girls because that's a bizarre thing to shout at somebody. I think. You is, know, is
1: you, it you... The, is, somebody usually tweets every year like it's October third. Like, is that what they say in the film? Like, mm-hmm. um, there's loads of things like that. Like, there's quite a few films that me and my friends will maybe quote each other. Shaun of the Dead. One of them, like, yeah. I mean, my dad do it quite a lot with Shaun of the Dead. Like, he'll say like, "Do you want anything in the shop," and I'll like, or yeah, <laughs> like just. Um...
0: I just introduced one of my kids to the two to Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead uh-huh. about three weeks ago. My twelve year old, um, I thought it was time to kind of like,
1: yeah, and
0: that's the thing about being a parent—you can suddenly try to like start educate your children on like good films,
1: yeah.
0: But it's quite terrifying because I love Shaun of the Dead. I actually love Hot Fuzz more. I think Hot Fuzz is a better film. Mm-hmm. Um, I love—I do love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. Um. And you feel this horrible pressure, and it's the same like with your friends and your boyfriends and girlfriends. When you show someone a film or a TV program that means a lot to you, you spend most of the time watching their reaction to make sure they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, are they? You know, they're laughing at the right bits? so they're getting you know they're reacting properly. But he, thankfully, my my son really enjoyed Hot Fuzz, and he really enjoyed showing the Dead. Do you like Paul? Um, I thought Paul was a bit disappointing. Yeah, really. It's not because it's not made by the same. It's not Edgar Wright that directs it, but like, yeah. he directed Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and World's End. Uh-huh. Paul was written by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and it's a different guy that directs it. I liked Paul, it just it wasn't it wasn't as good as the other three films. Yeah, like I liked World's End. World's End, the first time I saw it at the cinema, I was a bit disappointed because it's not as good as Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. But having subsequently rewatched it a few times at home, I do still really like it. It's a very funny, well-made film, and. uh I do hope they make the three of it, like Simon and Nick, make a film with Edgar Wright again because, have you seen Baby Driver?
1: No.
0: That was Edgar Wright's film a couple of years ago. You'd like Baby Driver. That's a really good film. Kevin Spacey, unfortunately, is in that as well. <laughs> but he's very good. He plays the kind of criminal mastermind in that, but Baby Driver, the music in that, and the, it's a kind of car film, and I don't really like car films, but I enjoyed it. It's really quite a oh, yeah. stunning film.
1: See, just um, what you said, like if you're showing someone a film and there's a bit of pressure, like in the certain uh-huh. bits, you know, will be coming up because you're wanting the person to laugh that you're showing it to or whatever. Um, one thing that really pisses me off, see, um, if I'm watching a film and it's a film that I love and I'm I'm rewatching it, and I know like one of my favourite bits is coming up. Um, uh-huh. I hate when it gets interrupted.
0: Oh, God. I know. If somebody starts talking about something or somebody walks out the room, you have to pause it
1: mm-hmm.
0: or go back and go, like, you're not watching this properly. You've like, watched this bit. This bit's important.
1: I don't know if it was, like, last weekend or I can't really remember, but I don't even know what I was watching. I really don't know. But I was watching something and I was showing it to Joe and he just started talking just as the moment. Oh, and and no. I think it's happened quite a few times. Joe, you'll be listening and I love you, but... Mm-hmm. Like it really does annoy me, Um and I, that was the first time I'd actually said something about it. And I like, <laughs> and I paused it and started winding it, and I just said, "I was like, you really do have a talent, just interrupting it in my favourite bit." Aww. And then about thirty seconds later, I thought, "I'm such an arsehole Yeah, so you are. I apologized and said, "I'm yes. sorry," but I just really want to watch this bit. No,
0: no, I understand. Totally understand. I'm
1: the same with songs as well.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I understand. I'm the same. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we better stop there because we've been going on for a very long time.
1: We have been.
0: And you're working tomorrow morning and you need to get to ready, boys. Because <laughs> we should... Let okay, the, Dad. So we pull the, if we pull the curtain back slightly, we've been trying to record this for about three hours tonight.
1: It feels like three days.
0: It does. Because um, the, the app that we used to record has not been functioning properly. Mm-hmm. And we we were about to give up and it, it just started working. So... Um, this does feel like we've been on... I mean, this, this honestly, we've been going as long as Frodo and Sam in Return of the King. <laughs> it's been going
1: on that long. About five minutes ago, my partner texted me saying, are you done? Because been, <laughs> I must have messaged him about five hours ago saying, just do a pod. I'll let you know how it goes. And he's been like, are you done? <laughs> are you done?
0: Yeah. Just tell him it's like three hours long. Yeah. No. Um... That's fine. So, yeah, so... um. We'll be back next week with another random stuff. because that's the thing. But now, now we're not beheld, beheld, beholden to being, you know, horrible about people and talking about knobs. <laughs> we can talk about anything. So next week it could be anything. We could be talking about swimming pools. It could be. Um, uh, mental health issues it could be sport it could be music
1: yeah who knows ian, just before we go just in case anyone's just started listening to our pods and hasn't listened to previous ones when ian says when we used to talk about knobs he meant that in a way where we were talking about people being knobs and not yes. actual penises
0: yes our podcast used to be called don't be a knob mm-hmm. and we were talking about people who were acting like knobs we were like a kind of just a penis cast. We talked about different types. Like, big long ones, spotty <laughs> ones, and that.
1: What is it, Naked Attraction or something like
0: that? <laughs> it was like the podcast version of Naked Attraction. Yeah. I like spotted Willies, sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that could be next week's topic then. We you could just talk about Willies. <laughs> yeah. Be hilarious. Fun, right, yeah. anyway, thank you for listening, people. Yeah. We will see you again next week. Uh,
1: see you next week.
0: See you later. Okay. Right, bye, everyone.
1: Bye. Bye. bye.
0: She came from earth and had a thirst for podcasts I changed the name as I hated no
1: with him Oh, it was She
0: told me that I was off my rocker I said why not rip off Jarvis Karka He said fine And seconds He said... I wanna pod like Common People I wanna do a pod with Common People like you I wanna talk with Common People Talk with Common People like Ian and Sue Well, what else could you do? in the soup.